Okay, verses 18 to 35. Luke chapter 7, verses 18 to 35. This is about Jesus and John the Baptist. The disciples of John the Baptist told told John about everything Jesus was doing. Now, John was in prison. So they went and saw him, obviously, and went and told him everything that Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. Or I think one translation says, who are not offended because of me. So after John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him, that is John, to the crowds. He says, what kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When I heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptised by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked? How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the, in the public square. They complain to their friends. We play wedding songs and you didn't dance. And we played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say, he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. I think it was the message that said, the proof is in the pudding. 
I like that. A big passage, right? There's a whole lot in there, and we could spend the day together talking about this. I don't know, some of you want to spend the day together talking about it? But I'm not. (laughs) There's one bit that I felt jumped out at me that I believe Father really wants to encourage us in today. First of all, John and Jesus go way back, right? Like way back, way back to the beginning. You know, we've been going through the book of Luke. In the beginning of Luke, an angel appears to Zechariah. Zechariah is the father of John, married to Elizabeth. An angel appears to him. Has anyone had an angel appear to them this week? An angel appear. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, An angel appears to to Zechariah. And I mean, you know, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And says to Zechariah, you're going to have a son. And these two are old. Zechariah and Elizabeth are old. And he's like, whoa. Oh my goodness, really, you know. Anyway, you're going to have the son and the angel says, he'll be, he'll be great in the eyes of the Lord. He'll prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He's blowing away. He, he actually, you know, it's like how on earth, you know. And um, the, the angel, well, I guess God, made him mute because there was a little bit of unbelief there. He couldn't speak for the whole of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Anyhow, she became pregnant. They had this baby John. But in the meantime, an angel again visits Mary. In the meantime, Mary is relation to Elizabeth. Another angel appears and and says that she's going to be miraculously conceived the saviour of the world. And also the angel tells her that her relation, Elizabeth, is pregnant as well. Back then there was no need for social media. The angels just come and tell, yeah, (laughs) your your cousin or whatever relation is pregnant, Elizabeth. So anyway, amazing, amazing events are taking place. And Elizabeth goes running off to, um, sorry, Mary goes running off to visit Elizabeth. She enters the room and another miraculous uh, thing takes place and the Holy Spirit infills both Elizabeth and the baby within her womb, John, at that time. And then Elizabeth has revelation that her relation, Mary, is carrying the Saviour of the world. Wow, wow. They go way back. Way back, news would have spread as well. It says actually, news spread about Zechariah and and all the happenings of John, and news spread around what was taking place there. Miraculous events taking place. When miraculous events take place, when encounters take place, news spread. Right? You know, I don't know about you. You've you've probably got stories. As families, that's like, oh yeah, everybody knows that story in the family. For us, we've got a few stories. One of them is um, Sheridan was bitten by a a, um, poisonous spider in America, actually. Oh God, protect him. (laughs) Um, He was bitten by a poisonous spider and and it had to end up, you know, going straight into hospital and da-da-da. It was actually a killer um, what's it? Male brown, brown recluse spider thing. 
he discovered it in the home that he was in. And anyway, and so for a time there, whenever we had people over for a meal, our boys would sit at the table going, have you heard, of, have you heard about dad and the spider bite? And I was like, oh dear, okay, sorry, you're about to be, <laughs> about to hear <laughs> about the spider bite. But you, you know, you're told, man, you know, he, he shouldn't have lived and he lived and da, da, da. And there's these stories. And then there's the other story that takes place in our house where he was burnt and he's, he's blessed to be alive, isn't he? He was burnt and he, and he, his life could have been taken then back, um, um, yeah, his parents are here today and walked through that with him. An awful, awful, um, shocking experience um, in hospital for age. Anyway, he came through, but that experience led to an encounter with God. So, you know, everyone knows that story in our family. And it would have been like that. And I've got stories myself. You know, I had a, an amazing um, supernatural dream that my family knows about. It's like my story. I, I was healed miraculously. My family knows about that. We talk about that. We talk about... With, their families would have been like that, you know? Jesus' family, John's family, their families together because their relations. Oh, man, you know, remember when the angel came? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I couldn't speak for that long. And and then, oh, man, maybe what took place for Jesus in, in, um, in primary school? I don't know. Maybe he had compassion on a guy on the soccer field. And so he, he um, I don't know, maybe healed the the bruise or <laughs> who knows or parted some water in science class or and you know and it's like oh John's like oh yeah I remember that and da 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 but they would have they went way back John and Jesus went way back the story of when Jesus went missing for three days you know John must have been around there too you know he must have seen that you know people were amazed when they finally found him and people were amazed at at what, how Jesus was talking with these growing ups in, um, in the temple. Then it comes to the baptism, the water baptism. Jesus gets baptised. He gets John, his cousin bro, to baptise him. These guys that go way back. John baptises Jesus. And then what takes place? Holy Spirit descends like a dove and, the, and a voice from heaven comes out, boom, this is my son, my dearly loved son and you, and you bring me great joy. John was there. He was right there in that moment. These two go way back, go way back. Jesus then goes off into the wilderness he, he, we, we looked at that, you know, probably a few months ago. You know, he's tested in, in, the, in the wilderness. He comes back from the wilderness, and this is in Luke chapter 4. He comes back, and I love this. He walks into the temple, and somebody hands him the scroll, and he opens the scroll, and he, he goes to Isaiah, and he reads from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, the blind will see, and the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. He rolls up the scroll after reading that, and all eyes are on him. And then he says, 
the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. I don't know if John was in the room then, but he must have heard about it because we tell about the stories, don't we? That was quite some moment. John and Jesus go way back. Then we move to Luke 7, Luke chapter 7 today. And John sends the disciples out, his mates out, to go and ask. And interesting that one of the things that Jesus replies with is pretty much the same words as from Isaiah or then from what we see in Luke 4 where Jesus had opened the scroll and he read. And he says to the disciples, go back to John and tell him what you've seen and heard. This is verses 22 and 23. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. So, I say all of that. John and Jesus go way back. Because my personal opinion, and I get to say that because I've got the mic, my personal opinion is that John didn't need to know for himself He knew Jesus. He knew Jesus. I think, this is my personal opinion, I think he was encouraging his mates, his disciples, to go and be in Jesus' presence, to go direct to him for their own encounter with him, for their own revelation, their own personal revelation of who Jesus is. Go direct to him. Now, I may be wrong in that personal opinion. Maybe John was a little unsure and maybe he needed them to check for him too. But whether or not I'm right or I'm wrong, the truth is It is vital, vital that we go direct to him for our own personal revelation. Go to him for the truth. We need to go direct to him. We all need our own personal encounter. We all need to know who God is for ourselves. Who is he to you? Is he Lord? Is he Lord of your life? Is he Lord of all? Is Father God the one who loves you so dearly, so much so that he sent his son Jesus to die for you? Is Jesus so passionate for you and your intimate connection with the Father that he died a torturous death? Is Holy Spirit so passionate about you that he'll never leave you, that he'll comfort you, strengthen you, give you supernatural peace, courage, that he'll lead you to truth? that he'll love you in the good and the bad, that he will intercede for you. 
You know, we can talk about uh, identity and knowing who I am, knowing who we are. We can talk about, you know, that we need to have that strong identity about who we are, and that's, that's right. But if we don't have a strong assurance encounter of knowing who he is, we are still going to be shaken, even though we might know, oh, no, who I am. We don't know who he is. We will still be shaken. We need to know him. We've got to go directly to him for our own personal revelation. And as a, as a parent, I don't expect or want my kids or growing kids to live off my personal encounters. I, want, I love sharing my personal encounters. I want to share the stories. But I don't want them to live off mine, off second-hand encounters. I want them to go direct, direct to Heavenly Father for their own encounter. I want them to enter personally, boldly into His presence. I want them to continually seek for myself to continually seek, for them to seek. I want you personally to continually seek him, seeing him, listening to him, tasting. The word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Continually searching for him. I was shared at prayer gathering the other week that I had had a a beautiful encounter uh, that week, a beautiful God encounter. And then that spurred me to think about another God encounter that had taken place a few months before that. And even though, you know, I shared that, that I had this, oh, I've got this one, had this wonderful encounter, I've got to say that I don't have wow encounters every day with God. But because I have gone and because I do go direct to him, because I do continually seek, then I can carry those encounters with me in the days where maybe I'm like, oh man, I don't hear anything today. Or man, he feels so distant. Or I can carry it. No, no, no. Oh my goodness. I had that encounter. I can carry that. I know who he is. I know that he's with me. And there are more encounters because I'm going to continually go to him. I'm going to continually go directly to him. We've got to go direct. Not once. Not once. Because once is great, isn't it? Wow, when you have a wonderful encounter with the Lord. Once is awesome. But we've got to go continually. Continually, the word says, keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on knocking, and you will find, you will receive, the doors will be opened. We've seen in, in Luke, in the book of Luke, we've seen that Jesus modelled this, that he was constant at going direct to his father, regular drawing aside, going and being with his Father, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. If you struggle to hear 
or encounter God. I'm sure we all have times like that, actually. But if you're sitting there thinking, I I just don't know. I don't know if I can hear him. I, I struggle to hear him. I encourage you, sit down. Open up your Bible. Read some of the Bible. Read a verse. Ask Father, what do you want to say to me? And if you still struggle with that, well, I'd encourage you to keep doing that. If you still struggle with that, ask somebody. Ask, ask your Activate Group leader. Ask somebody here. Ask a good friend. That was the next thing on my list. <laughs> oh, that, no, I want to honour Dale here today, Pastor Dale. Dale has been doing the training with the Sozo teams over the over over Waikato. And they've had a fantastic weekend. Yeah, the training's been taking place here. And so that was the next thing on my list because I have had a sozo for myself. And that's one of one of the beautiful God encounters that I had through Sozo Prayer Ministry. If you haven't had Sozo, if you haven't experienced that, book in, book in. Why not? Why not? I had a beautiful encounter with God and it will break down lies as well. A bonus. So book in. Talk to people. Ask. Don't settle. Don't settle. Keep on. Keep on going direct. So we are going to take a little time right now to go direct to him. Go direct to him. Asking him to speak to each one of us personally. He's here. And so what we're going to do is we're going to play a song and it's going to be up on the screen for us. So for those of you that your mind might, you know, wander away. Mine can be like that, to be honest. It's like, oh, oh, what are we supposed to be doing? That's right. And I'm thinking of something else. So if you're like that, just look at the screen if you like. Enjoy the, the music video, the song. Look at the screen. But while you're doing that, ask Father. I'm coming direct to you. Ask him, what are you saying to me right now? What are you saying to me? It might be something through the song. It might be something totally different, but be attentive to him. The song is by Carrie Job, and it's called You Are For Me. So there will be some beautiful words, of course. She's written this out of her own personal encounter. So not that we're, you know, going onto the coattails of hers, but let that encourage us that she received this from personal encounter and you can receive your own personal encounter as you go direct to him. You'll see a white chapel on the, on the um, video. The white chapel is the, cha- the actual chapel that she wrote the song in from out of a hard time in her life. So allow the song to minister to you. Song ministers to me personally, it may not be that for you. You may find another way and I encourage you to do that throughout your week. Go for a walk or whatever it is. But while the song plays, listen to God. Be aware of his presence because he's with you 
and maybe even picture him sitting with you right now. Allow him to speak to you. Go direct to him. Thanks, Hannah.
Father, I pray that we would come directly to You, that You would continue, continually encounter us, that You would give us revelation truth of who you are. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for meeting each one of us. Thank you for freedom, courage, strength, peace, love, wisdom, security. Thank you for everything that comes from knowing you coming directly to you, from living with you each and every day. Remind us, Father, who you are. Remind us to come directly, continuously, directly to you. If you could just keep your eyes closed, I want to give opportunity for response. You may be here and maybe you have never encountered your Heavenly Father, the God who created you, the God who so loves you. Maybe you've never encountered Him. Maybe you don't know what it is to go directly to Him, to hear Him. I want to give opportunity to, for you to respond to I would love to pray for you. You may also be here and you need to reconnect with Him. Maybe you do know Him, but don't really know Him. Maybe it's time to make a reconnection with Him. Come directly to Him. If you want to respond to that, could you put your hand up and I would love to pray with you this morning. Is there anyone here? Awesome, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Great. I've seen three people. Is there anyone else? Father, I thank you for these ones. I thank you for your incredible love poured out upon these ones right now. I thank you that as they come to you, lay their life before you that you would encounter them and encounter them afresh right now thank you for your love for them we thank you that you made a way Jesus made a way direct to our heavenly father thank you Holy Spirit, I ask that you would continue to lead these ones into your truth, into the fullness of who you are. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Pour out your blessing upon your church, your protection around your church. 
continually remind us to come to you. Remind us of who you are. Amen.